Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for the anime called One Piece. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, by Jory. What's up? You know... You having a good time? I, I signed up for this podcast because I was like, I had fun talking to my friend Joe on the radio. Doing web content with them sounds like a good idea. And I get to talk about the wacky rubber boy. He, yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum. He's made of rubber. That's fun. That's a fun song. Yeah. And he's, we get introduced to all of his friends like Nami, she's a lady, she's not shy. Zoro, mm-hmm. he's like a samurai. <laughs> and then you cut three years later and I'm crying because of a fictional whale. Yep. <laughs> so. After not not long after crying over a fictional boat, uh-huh. <laughs> or somehow uh-huh. the the whale feels even more absurd than the boat. I think. All right. So just to compare these two things, the the thing is, the boat has been with us the whole time, so yeah. it does feel like a momentous occasion. But this is just, hey, remember that whale? Remember three hundred episodes ago? <laughs> yeah, as is like three hundred episodes ago. I think back, and Joe was like, oh. Oh man, I love Laboon. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty endearing story that shows. Yeah, how it was just like it's just like Luffy... three episodes, you know. Yeah. I, I I get I get why joke of like this sequence. It's it's an endearing story that shows how well Luffy's able to bond with anyone and anything, and his just determination for friendship and loyalty. And it surely will never come up again. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah, so that. So yeah, it would have been like two years since we watched that, which is just a a commentary on how long we've been doing this show for. <laughs> but that yes, that is that is where we are going towards in today's uh, episode of the podcast. Um, so you're going to be covering <laughs> three forty four through three fifty four. Uh, when I texted Jory the episode numbers, my phrasing was three fifty three or three fifty four if you need it. Uh, because 353, I think, ends with, like, a cliffhanger reveal. Like, they mention Laboon, and then, they like, they think the next one is the flashback, but... Yeah, like, it's, like, half reminder because the episode was 300 episodes ago, and well, half, yeah, all right, like, so let's new do information. Quick, let's do a quick little gook here. <laughs> uh, good thing I have the One Piece episode guide bookmarked, and I have had it that way long before we did this show. <laughs> Uh, Giant Whale Laboon appears, episode 62, released in 2001. And uh, let me jump ahead now to 353. Episode 353, A Man's Oath Never Dies, May 11th, 2008. (laughs) So seven years between the two. And they say long-form storytelling can't be done. 
Oh man, the last episode we watched was a day before my 14th birthday. Wow. Happy birthday Wild. to me. Happy birthday to you 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little late on this one. My present is uh, the ninth One Piece movie, because that came out in March of 2008, <laughs> which we haven't watched yet. Uh, also, this is the first episode we've been recording. This is just a mess of an intro. This is uh, this is the first episode we've recorded in quite a while. What are you talking about? We just released an episode last month, like a couple days ago, <laughs> actually. Correct. However, about, Joe. <laughs> however, that's right. We I flew back out to to Grand Rapids again. Uh huh. Yep. Hey it's guys, nice. It's it nice going? to have you within arm's reach. <laughs> this is where your money is going. <laughs> Which is why I had to. De- this is where your twenty bucks a month are going. Um, <laughs> that's why I had to detail uh, my reusable straw before we started recording. It's because you are <laughs> next to me and you can see it. <laughs> Anyways, this is the first episode we've recorded since, like, launching the Patreon, uh, because we recorded, like, a shit ton of episodes, like, in, like, a month, and now they're all out. <laughs> in, like, the span of, like, a week, actually. <laughs> but instead of, like, staying on top of that, we just were like, we'll come back when we're out of episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh, but we are back. Thank you for supporting the Patreon. If you have been a patron, you know that... Uh, we've been doing commentaries for the movies, which is why I'm bringing it up, because I just mentioned a movie. So we've done the first four movies, and yeah, we'll keep doing one a month until we eventually hit a point where they have spoilers in them, and then we'll figure out something else to do. And uh, and yeah, at the end of the episode, I'll thank the patrons for this month, whatever month this is, October. It's spooky season. Ooh. That was scary. Boys, there's some scary shit in this episode, Chunk. Is there? <laughs> Ugh. The, the scary shit is that I am crying over a whale. But, uh... <laughs> other than that, other, other news is that Stampede is coming out this month, and I will be doing an episode covering it like I did for One Piece Gold fucking two years ago, I think? Two, three? I don't even... I think it was 2017. Not sure. But I did an episode on it, and I am probably going to have a guest join me to talk about it details details to come uh but that'll just be you know there'll just be two episodes in the feed that month it's not going to count as like an episode i don't think rambling aside we'll start with 344 aptly titled feast of the zombie song the bell of the night raid is a sound of darkness that is maybe the most buck wild title i and i've read a lot of one piece titles at this point but Feast of the Zombie song, The Bell of the Night Raid is a Sound of Darkness. Like, that is, that is a Coheed and Cambria album. That's, yeah, I was going to say, that's like a Coheed and Cambria song or just like a doofy power metal band album mm-hmm. song. <laughs> it's a good one. So what happens in this one? Some shit. I'm reading the summary, and it seems like, I'm just going to read this first sentence because I do like uh, how how it's, it's a good way to to open, is the zombie soldiers march through the forest carrying a large orb. What is the orb? I, this is bad because I don't, I don't specifically remember an orb being of importance. <laughs> well, Here's where the problem is. They're carrying an orb! <laughs> What's the I orb, not... though? 
I do not recall an orb, unfortunately. It's fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the important scene is in Hogback's lab where Nami, Usopp, and Chopper, the scared gang, are just going to immediately get fucked over by the zombie that sounds like Brooke for who knows why. Yeah. Surely there's nothing that's been already set up that could <laughs> uh, connect. I don't. I I know there's like some shit that happens in these next few episodes that does tip it off. So I'm sure you know, but yeah. Still. <laughs> uh, by the time I figured everything out, uh, whenever I figured something out, uh, a character would explain it like ten seconds later. That's good shit. <laughs> that's that. That's the Brad Bird method. It was, it was like as soon as. As soon as the audience knows, then you explain it. Because then you feel <laughs> smart at the right exact moment. <laughs> Anyways, they reveal that Hogback is the one making the zombies. and Big surprise. She, big surprise. <laughs> can't believe it. What a fucking heel turn. She also says, hey, what the fuck's up with Sindri who died ten years ago? That's weird, right? Yeah, like, he we found out about like what was going on with her and she was like an actress that just like mm-hmm. disappeared and died uh we didn't get an answer for what's going on with her still which i am terrified about well i mean presumably she's like a zombie right <laughs> y- yeah but not like the rest of the zombies as far as we know she's not you know coming out of a grave in the ground sure she's the only one that we've seen so far i guess well i don't know the little vampire man, Hildon, he's not, like, fighting people. Sindri's even less aggressive than that. She's just there. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, Sindri isn't going to listen to anyone, so I don't know why he even thinks she would. No, she hates (laughs) men in plates. (laughs) Two understandable things. It's weird, because Hogback's making zombies and shit, and he's got Sindri now with them. And it seems like at no point would that be a beneficial decision for him to make. Because she seems to exclusively make his life worse. Maybe that's, maybe Oda's making a terrible remark on like marriage or something. I don't know. But I, I'm just, I, I think from the room we saw in the last chunk of episodes and the fact that she hates him, there's probably something, whether or not I find out, I don't know, but something where he was obsessed with her and. Even in sort of death, she does not have any interest in this gross <laughs> Eggman style man. But the book never mentioned a plate is the thing. Yeah. That's really the, 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 the Chekhov's plate, if you will. <laughs> but maybe, maybe there will be some additional information we'll learn about zombies <laughs> that could uh, give us context. <laughs> Anyways, Ryuma is the, man of, is the name of the samurai man who sounds like Brooke. And acts like Brooke. And yeah. Strange. Hmm. He, he goes, yo-ho-ho-ho, like Brooke. And he also... No afro. No, no afro, though. That's, that's one of the first things I was confused. And he, he looks like if you gave Brooke skin. They do have similar builds, yes. So that's... Minus the afro. Th- so a- as we go along here, I, I will clue in the audience into what was going through my brain. And my mm-hmm. first thought, which is a completely ridiculous thought, <laughs> I know, my, is those, those are the best kind. Is he he's under some control by Hogback and or Moria, and 
through some kind of like deal. I imagined it's some kind of like unwilling servitude where it's like we can help you become human in quotations, but you got to serve us. So they like give him skin. He seemed. Yeah, that's fair. He didn't seem upset in any way about being a skeleton man. Uh, yeah. It was it was more so if his lack of shadow would make him disintegrate in the sun. Yeah. Which is Moria's fault. But, yeah, I think it's, um, the thing is we see him confronting Hogback and then now this. Yeah, so, that's So there that's is, why. like, a, how did, how did we get here? That, that's exactly what was going through my mind. Like, some kind of servitude agreement to get his shadow back or something. Mm-hmm. We'll figure something out. I'll, I'll, I'll discover later. Brainwash him, put a skin suit on him. Yeah. A bald cap. The, 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 the things that are very similar are the build and he still has like the spooky teeth, which I mean, all the zombies do, but mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's where, that's where my mind was going at first. Yeah. And, and he wants to see Nami's panties. So yes. Yeah. There's, there's parts of Brooke's personality that stay with this zombie thing, Ryuma. And that's interesting. Uh, also, it doesn't have eyes. I think he, I'm assuming there's a joke about that uh, when he admires Nami. But uh, is, he is, of course, denied the panty request. And Nami's like, that's weird that the samurai man sounds and acts <laughs> like Brooke, right? That, is that just, is it just me? Yeah, it's, it's strange. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very similar to something that happened to me less than 24 hours ago, I feel like. Strange. So strange. Same ah, so they reveal. I don't know. I th- I didn't remember this. This is a, this is a sentence I am reading and reacting to in real time. Uh, it says Ryuma was once from the kingdom of Wano. Yes. Now surely that place will never come up again, right? Uh, I yep. I have never heard Joe mention uh, Wano or implying that there is Wano, maybe a series of episodes that takes place in Wano. No. No, I, I definitely don't think it would be the biggest event that has happened in One Piece in a decade. Um, certainly not. <laughs> Nothing important will happen there. Uh, and, if it exists. And my, and my brain here is, oh, that's just, that's where Brooke is from. Um, <laughs> like, he, he's, he's a samurai, but a skeleton, so. Yeah. Surely, I don't know, like, maybe, yeah. You think, I guess Wano could maybe be, like, a place where samurais are at or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who could say? Who could say? So. It, it, it'll never come up again. Certainly not 12 years after this episode aired. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he does like a, a strange dash through the three that are there. Nami, Usopp, and Chopper. And doesn't he do the no- thing where like he just kind of appears on the other side of them? Like you don't see him slash yeah. his blade and then it happens? Yeah. And then he like sheathes his blade. And Classic. then he's like... I'm hungry. Can you make me a sandwich, Sindri? And still nothing happens. And then by the time that they all three realize what had happened to them, that's when they feel the impact of the attack, which is, it was like the three hum slash is what the subtitles read. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this, this wiki says three verse humming arrow, not slash, which is just what you said, but with three extra words. That's it's the difference between official subs and fan subs where probably and and, sp- and it's like the the bat you that's usually the thing I pick on is like 
official subs usually try to simplify it or make it a little bit easier to palette mm-hmm. and then fan subs are literal. yeah we have to make it literal otherwise we're doing a disservice to the text or uh and there's there's value to both uh yes. <laughs> but uh there's also the stuff where like this there's no like apt translation so we're just gonna use it a lot which is like why <laughs> why 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 the word nakama means so much to me um because i watched so much of this show fan subs uh anyways that happens who knows how that will go later uh but then we cut back to uh the other group of straw hats and some zombie soldiers are gonna are gonna go do some shit and luffy's just looking for moria yeah he's sk- he's skipping all the fu- he's skipping the second act of this arc yeah he's he uh he knows the the skip he has to clip through a certain wall uh-huh. in, it's hard in to the build mansion. up the m- momentum but if you uh if you go backwards you don't there's no cap on backwards uh speed so you can do yeah it. exactly and you can just you can you can zip through the mansion and get to the moria fight mm, it's a difficult skip but the time <laughs> save is worth doing it like three or four times <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just need to make a a speed running reference about King of the Hill, and then I've 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 completed full circle. Ouroboros. <laughs> 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 yeah, they they come to the uh, the portrait mansion floor room where we learned how horrifying the mansion was originally. A uh, very like Resident Evil Silent Hill esque room where you realize the environment is out to get you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they except... kind of, it's kind of the same setup that we saw last time, but Luffy just like that group just doesn't respond to it the same way. Yeah, they're uh, the the painting zombies in the rug and everything try to start something with them, and they are not only not phased but easily dispatch of everything in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so this this wiki decides to give us a name. For the pig head that uh I'm I'm assuming he gets named in the episode because I know he's gonna stick around for a minute. But it says like Boohee Chuck, I think. Uh yes. The uh it says the pig who is shoved through a frame or like yeah. a mount. <laughs> Yet he had pretended to be dead and mounted, but in reality he just has a stupid necklace. <laughs> Pretty much. Which is great. But yeah, it's it's Seems like they just fight really good. Luffy beats up the bear rug. Oh, no, let me read this. Luffy leads the bear rug zombie on a wild goose chase before he knocks him down. Uh, great. <laughs> and then we go back to Hogback's lab again. And now Nami, Usopp, and Chopper have been put in a coffin. So I guess they're dead then. Yeah. Because that's why, that's why people go in coffins, right? They're either dead or vampires. Oh, shit, are they vampires? Oh, if... That'd be the best reveal if, I, if <laughs> my my sweet baby boy Chopper was also a vampire. Jeez. That'd be adorable. Just imagining a little Chopper with the little vampire Dracula cape and the fangs. Surely there's like scary. some Halloween art that Oda has drawn. I'm going to just search. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you could easily find this. These are motorcycles. <laughs> I'm closing the tab. Got to go Tony Tony Chopper Vampire. Here's a picture of Luffy as a vampire and Chopper as like a little bat on his shoulder. That's cute. That is pretty good. But no, I think they're just dead. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last we've seen of them. (laughs) Yeah. 
weird show that or a weird turn that the show takes 300 some episodes in <laughs> anyways yeah they're fucking dead and Bowie Chuck tries to make an excuse that the three the three aforementioned dead straw hats are just sleeping upstairs uh but then Frankie notices that Sanji is fucked off for the next three episodes yeah so my my uh Which I, I we think know he this... loves to do that's the thing. This was at first I was like, oh, he's doing the Sanji thing that he does even in the movies we have seen yes, that Sanji It's just strange. Why don't they just off. write him things to do instead of just make him disappear for a Deus Ex Machina <laughs> in the last act? If they do that in Stampede, I'm gonna be mad. I think Oda has caught on and he's like, That's exactly what people are gonna think he's done. And that's what I had thought he had done. Uh-huh. Until Later. what happens in the next episode. <laughs> until until he's also dead they add him to the coffin uh i guess we'll find out um but yeah it's then it says uh robin insists on taking the mounted pig as a guide she would yep they 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 take the pig in something that eerily mirrors interstitial season one where a certain teenager trapped a knife pervert in a card huh <laughs> and then interrogated her. <laughs> I can't believe Oda's a fan of interstitial. <laughs> and then traveled back in time for 11 years to incorporate their inspiration. And then, it, and then it's just a circular thing because then I, I, surely I was inspired by this. I don't fucking remember this. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, they, they, they're just holding the pig, the pig on its, like, bound to going through. It's like, hey, you're going to guide us through this mansion. And then every time they think it could be uh, lying to them because it keeps, like, having nervous laughter, mm-hmm. they, they just threaten it, and it's really good. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so I was about to make a joke about what the fuck was that orb, though. But the wiki, all right, has now explained it. The orb the zombie soldiers brought in was a disco ball. Okay, that, that, that makes the, the ending sequence of the episode make a little bit more sense. Does it? Does it, it uh, just because it, an orb is in the first shot of the episode does not mean it makes more sense that, that, they, that it's a disco ball. Because I, I feel like them having a disco ball to dance to, for their Night Raid song probably hits the same regardless of setup. <laughs> No, it's those little things, you know, that show they care about yeah, storytelling. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they basically, uh, Oda is unsurprisingly somewhat of a fan of Michael Jackson, I'm sure. Surely. I'm assuming that's where he got the inspiration for a zombie disco. There's never been like a moonwalking character in this show, so it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> who kind of looks like him uh-huh with with uh strange sunglasses and sounds outfits fake. sounds fake <laughs> and we'll also probably never see them again <laughs> if they were real <laughs> uh absalom the uh the weird cat invisible guy he, he wakes sucks. up the general zombies to uh because they have to fight the rest of the straw hats as we see the um, Nami, Usopp, and Chopper just being taken, assume, presumably to be buried, because they're dead. Because they're dead as shit. So do you think that Jindy Teratoski 
was inspired by this when he made every Hotel Transylvania movie end with a song. Um, because I mean, once I mean, surely, I think was I was that on a, a commentary where I said Jenny Tiratowski should direct a One Piece movie? Yes, that was the last one we did. He should. I wonder how he feels about anime in general. I mean, I have a feeling he probably likes it at some. He, he must. Somewhere. He must because, like Samurai Jack, uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars show he did feel at least in some way inspired by certain aesthetics of anime. Which I mean, like the Clone Wars show just looks like Samurai Jack, but I'm gonna say probably. <laughs> I'm gonna say probably yes. Not like seasonal stuff. Like he's not out there watching like twelve episode rom coms or whatever. But he's. He, I would say he probably like he probably went to see Promare in theaters. Uh, it's, it wasn't here. Otherwise, I would have gone. Same. I'll I'll pop, I'll catch it on DVD or something. <laughs> I'll I'll rent a Blu-ray. <laughs> from the family video when i go pick up my cbd <laughs> i was just gonna say i'd get some cbd <laughs> oh that's the real money maker anyways that's that, that episode absalom gives his uh his shitty speech about uh scaring the straw hats and then we move on to 345 and we're gonna meet someone who's very near and dear to my heart in this one <laughs> uh based on the title anyway this this uh this summary is not great, but everyone's favorite goth GF gets to gets to get some more st- screen time in this one. Uh, filled with animals, Perona's Wonder Garden. This this episode starts with Absalom. The like first chunk of it is him being chased after by this large hippo zombie that's pink and wearing a wedding dress. Yeah, uh, this says warthog. Oh, uh, Warthog makes more sense. I was just thinking hippo because it's big, but yeah, Warthog I, I, makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, I think she has some tusks, right? I haven't seen her. Yeah, she, she has tusks. Yeah, her name is Lola. She's great. I'm going to say that now. Lola's great. It took me a while to realize it and accept <laughs> it, but Lola's great. <laughs> I Absalom I, sucks. I, Lola's Absalom great. Absalom sucks. She is bound and determined to marry Absalom. Mm-hmm. However. She got bad taste, but she's great. He does, she does have bad taste. However, he has decided that because he basically sexually assaulted Nami, that he's going to marry her. Yes. And he doesn't want to get married to Lola. And she is, she has a special fighting style called Bride Foo. Great. Where she's, uh, she's chasing him throughout the mansion trying to kiss him and also get him to sign marriage papers. That's a weirdly, like, that's a, <laughs> I feel like, and it's, it's been a cartoon, but I feel like you would be like, it, there has to be a wedding event. They wouldn't, like, put the emphasis on literal paper signing. Like, that seems <laughs> weirdly grounded for the bit where she chases him around in a wedding dress. <laughs> Like she, once once those papers are signed, they're officially married, and mm-hmm. and everything will be fine. But he's an, he can turn invisible though. Is the, the, he, <laughs> he he can, but he for some reason will not to avoid her, which is strange. He only uses it for <laughs> creepy gross things. Yeah, uh, he sucks. He's, he sucks pretty bad. Also, I should probably put an asterisk on Lola is great and say 
Lola, Lola's character arc is good eventually. Because <laughs> I actually have no idea how much of uh, her you actually see after this, or at least in the episodes we're covering today. Uh, it's through, like, the first half. Okay. But, yeah, so she is going to deal with Nami. Yeah, because he shows her uh, Nami's... Uh, vaguely horny wanted poster and then she's doing a pose that's fine yeah she's going to uh get that cat burglar which get her her saying cat burglar does have a a a small payoff which is fun but because she she is unhappy with the fact that the love of her life this disgusting cat man yeah uh, she is going to fu- yeah who who is the worst uh no redeeming qualities she is going to go and i don't know if murder nami but at least beat her up yeah who could say i guess we'll find out oh wait never mind they won't nami's dead <laughs> sort of so oh, yeah they were dead they, they were dead they're, they're back to life somehow they escape from their coffin yeah they're on the like weird Zip line thing that they used to transfer the coffins. It's similar to the way they transport the doors in Monsters Inc. That's a good pull, yeah. The only th- the only reason I can remember that is because I played Kingdom Hearts three earlier this year. Yes, it feels like if it, it feels like more than a year ago for me. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but it was it was January. Anything Disney, I can only remember because of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I like I, I, I like some of their movies a lot, i.e. I. E. the ones that Brad Bird directed, which is I, I, <laughs> the Incredibles movies and Ratatouille. I go upstairs and my sister is watching, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland, and I was like, and I'm like, hmm, where's that spiky-headed teenager, Donald and Goofy? Mm-hmm. This isn't the real Alice in Wonderland. There's no Heartless. <laughs> Where's Lux Sword? <laughs> oh my! I I hope I just hope my sister's never subject to to Lux Sword. Well, he's gonna be really important <laughs> going forward. So, <laughs> uh, they they like wake up and they in that coffin they like it falls down and busts open and they're like, huh, we're not dead. Weird. That's that strange zombie guy that kind of looked like and acted like Brooke didn't kill us he used the the backside of his blade what could that possibly mean which uh is that is that brooks personality in there is does he does he remember the straw hats from the brief time he spent with them uh i'm not going to call it absurd that if this is brooke he would he would feel an emotional attachment to the straw hats from the small time because he was segregated from uh existence almost for five years quite a bit yeah so he's gonna be very thankful for any of that contact and i know this is a thing because have you ever watched roroni kenshin joe i have not it's a are they it's a it, sh- are they from wano <laughs> it's a show about uh like late 1800s uh japan mm-hmm. and it's like m- how it was moving towards like the western westernization and everything and the main character is a guy who's like a super skilled assassin and like samurai who murdered tons of people and then after the big events that happened he decided he wasn't gonna murder no more 
so when he fights all the bad guys, he he has a sword that's like it's a reverse sword, so that when he holds it normally, it's the back end of the sword that he's that he's striking with. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't like kill people. So that's how much like the Ford kids dub. <laughs> But they're in a weird garden. <laughs> yeah. It says here's there's some animal zombies. Um, I'll just let you talk about that for a minute. Surely nothing weird happens when the animal zombies come out, right? So there's a... Uh, we get introduced to Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Hell yeah. Uh, who are the first things that Chopper sees when he wakes up. And he murders them immediately cool uh <laughs> he, f- he fights both, both them and just sends them off flying immediately and there's also some weird uh penguins there's three of them okay yeah penguins yeah one of them has a disgusting bulldog face and i hate his appearance okay Weird. I don't I don't like the appearance of this of this penguin bulldog zombie. And then there's just the sorted like cute little animal zombies in there. Mhm. And none of none of, none of the uh none, none of the penguins really stand out, you don't think? Uh not in this episode yet. Oh. Okay. It, this, this wiki At least not- this wiki is saying that one of them does, but I don't know. I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I caught it right away either. It it was like minor. It's something that if I rewatch the episode, I'd be like, okay, now I get it. But mm-hmm. it wasn't anything of note. Just feels like a one off joke a little bit. Yeah, it was. It was like super minor, so I didn't like pick up on it. Okay, his name is in one in 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 whoop and Wepe? Oh God, Inupe. Inupe. Which which is just Inu for dog and. Penguin. P-E for penguin. Eno <laughs> pin pin. <laughs> oh no. Well, I guess we'll deal with that when it becomes in the in the episode where it, uh you noticed it more. Um Yeah. So no, no penguins stand out. Uh and then it says the the other straw hats uh go into a hallway with suits of armor. And then Zoro's dead. Zoro's been Yeah, there that's that's when I realized something was going on that uh Sanji didn't just fuck off for a bunch of episodes. They instead, they, the, Zoro's disappeared. They're in this hallway. They're with the uh the pig in the in the mount, trying to figure out where it's going. And he comments on Zoro disappearing, like you guys aren't gonna make it out off this island or out of this mansion. You keep and, getting scooped. And they cut. They give us a a quick shot in the darkness of these spider mice things. And immediately, I don't like these. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, oh, animal hybrids. I don't just, like them. Just throughout it. Now, surely you don't mean the big monkey spider. Not yet. Not yet, but also I hate that thing with every fiber of my being. Uh-huh. Cool. Cesaro's <laughs> <laughs> so dead. We've got Luffy, Frankie... And Robin in one group, and then Nami, Usopp, and Chopper are back to life. Cool. But we have he, at, at this point in this in this arc, I think I thought we were going to get like a reverse of how it started, where when we first saw it, Nami, Usopp, and Chopper were terrified of the island, 
And as they were, like, everything they're going through, when we'd see the rest of the Straw Hats go through, they were just going through it like it was funny. Like, they, all, all the stuff that was terrifying to those three were, were just, like, jokes or just nothing to mm-hmm. the rest of the Straw Hats. I thought it was going to get flipped around, and all the super strong Straw Hats were going to be incapacitated, and it's up to Nami, Usopp, and Chopper to save the day. That would be cool. That would require this to not be a shonen. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, uh, there's certainly a main character who does all the things in this show. So this does say that uh, Perona is in the episode for a little bit, but it doesn't say what she does. She just she makes an appearance, and is this the one where she is? I think it is. I think it might be the one where she's berating Kumasi. Ah, uh, yes. The Kumashi bear. as the bear who I love. He's great. <laughs> I love that his uh his eyes are wide open all the time. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> cannot speak. Yeah. It doesn't say here what she does, but I'm sure <laughs> if you're like, yeah, she shows up and she yells at the bear. I'm like, all right, I believe it. <laughs> I, I do recall her telling the bear to that he is very not cute or like his actions are not cute. Mm-hmm. and. I'm I'm very new to this to this goth GF, but if she told me I wasn't cute, I would be devastated. Yeah, yeah, that would destroy me. I mean, you look at her; she knows what is and isn't cute. She has Animal Crossing eyes, so she does. They're <laughs> very big. I love her whole deal. I love her whole like her outfit is so good. Uh, I th- just like her the quick thing she says. Uh, what her like army of zombies basically is all about, and things she says. I know what she's about. She's a hip young gal who likes cute things. Who that's someone I can relate to very strongly because I love cute things. Mm-hmm. She's a bad bitch. She's got <laughs> ghost powers and an umbrella <laughs> and a crown on her head. <laughs> she knows what she's about. Anyways, she'll do more things later. Uh, this next episode is uh, this, the Straw Hats are continuing to be lured by the, the tiny pig with the shitty necklace. And they have to fight a bunch of general zombies. Now, what makes them different than smaller zombies? Uh, they're, just, they're just stronger. And these ones have like armor. Yeah, it says they're a specialized group commanded by Absalom. Yeah. Um, there is... Uh, a really good exchange where Luffy startles Frankie because it's right after Zoro's disappeared and then Luffy has vaguely disappeared, but we see an uh, a suit of armor moving. I immediately knew it was Luffy, but it was still good. And when Frankie asked him, why, why the fuck would you do that? You, you scared me. He's like, I know you're a robot now. But you should know it is every man's dream to wear a suit of armor. (laughs) (laughs) To Frankie's response is, I did not choose, I did not want to be a robot my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I did not wish for this. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it is kind of cool now. Just uh, Adam Jensen from Deus Ex. I never asked for this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God. Oh, Frankie would beat him. In a fight. Yeah. Just in general, just would beat him. (laughs) 
wanting to be in a suit of armor is a very Luffy thing, and I love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He saw that uh that knight in Skypea, and it was like, damn, I wish that were me. <laughs> Anyways, they fight the general zombies. They are doing pretty good up until a new zombie <laughs> joins them. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, someone who, uh, they sound very familiar. They sound like someone mm-hmm. with green hair. Mm-hmm. That's a weird sound who, of, to have, is a green-haired the, the, sound. He, he sounds like you are, like, tightening your lips while you're talking. And, yeah. And, like, muffling your voice. Yeah, like, maybe you have something, like, in between your teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and he fights with swords? He's a swordsman zombie? Yes. He, How many uh, swords? Three. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Weird. He does. He does a very familiar move. Mm. Which, which makes Luffy go, Zoro, what the fuck? And we see a shadow that looks like Zoro, and then there's just a really ridiculous-looking zombie with, with like. A pool floaty around him. <laughs> okay. And on his head. And he... When we first see him, his... His shirt says... You... Son. And I thought his shirt said, You son of a bitch. <laughs> which would be fucking awesome. But when we see his full body, it says, Your song. Uh-huh. I feel like that was the intended gag. I'm gonna pretend that they wanted me to think it was that. You son. And he, he says, uh, the scars on a warrior's back are a sign of shame, and I am covered in scars. <laughs> F. Which feels like a very, like, Brooke Skull joke. Uh-huh. It's very good. <laughs> He's now wearing pants. Nope. He's got, like, a weird disc around his hips. Such as, <laughs> just, like, throwing shit at the wall of a character design. <laughs> and this is where I start to wonder... Oh god, what did they do to Zoro? <laughs> what did they do? Did they did they put Zoro's brain into a zombie? This is like a that Sindri gives uh, off like bride of Yeah, Sindri gives off like a bride of Frankenstein kind of vibe appearance. Mm-hmm. Um the lab has a very like universal horror kind of feel to it, just the entire mansion and castle does. So that's where I'm at here. It's like, would, would they just lobotomize Zoro? <laughs> well, how do you undo that? How do you... That's the thing. I, I don't want, know. I want Zoro back. What am I going to do? <laughs> the zombie's well, name, name is, is... Uh, Jigoro of the Wind. <laughs> yep, Jigoro. Uh-huh. Very similar to Zoro. Coincidence. Um, yep, so that happens, and, uh, Luffy gets captured. Yeah, Luffy gets caught in some spider webs as they're all trying to make their escape. So Luffy's dead now. Fucking bummer. (laughs) Such a weird direction for this show to go, and just end it at 3.46 when Luffy dies. (laughs) Very uh, unsatisfactory, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, it's been a good three years of us doing this podcast. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
while while this is going on, we do we do see Absalom still fighting against and like trying to stop Lola from uh murdering Nami and while uh-huh. also saying he does not want to marry this zombie warthog. I don't know why not. I think at some point he does say because she's a zombie, which I don't know what the fuck he's supposed to be. I don't know if he's a zombie. I mean, at this point, we don't know what to assume of anyone we fucking see on this island or boat. Yeah, we 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 don't know what is going on. <laughs> yeah, but he is a leader of the zombies. But I don't know. Yeah, if he he's is. like, um, Luffy is like taken away in the casket, and then uh, while um, Frankie and Robin are on their escape. This is when we get stopped by the worst thing I've seen in this show. What is the worst thing that you've seen in this show? The spider monkey. Yeah, but it's well, not monkey spider. Well, monkey spider because you think spider monkey, oh the cute those are those are the cute little monkeys, right? Right? They're cute. No. Not this. Not this. This is Terror Ran. A <sighs> a uh a big old He's boy. Big. He is a giant spider with a monkey head, face, and tail, and like monkey arms. Yeah, two, and two of his spider legs have monkey hands on them. And he has the most awful voice where he just goes, Monkey, monkey. And I hate it. It's pretty good. <laughs> what if I wish <laughs> he's just missing like the symbols to clap, honestly? <laughs> yeah. Because he's got the face for it. <laughs> Oh, have you... Even though he has, like, a weird glass, like, <laughs> eye patch thing on. Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen uh the Japanese album art for Get Stoked on it? No. Does it have Terroran on it? It it has just one of those wind-up symbol monkeys on it, and oh. it says the one to use Get Stoked on it. It's really weird that they... Probably because they didn't want to have album art of a lady Kool-Aid man and Captain Crunch making out, but... Which you'd think... You would think that would have just been their decision for all of the different <laughs> countries that they released the CD in. Or maybe just don't, like, get it tattooed on your body. I don't even remember which member has it tattooed on them. But I'm going to guess Mike. It's Matt. Oh, okay. Surprise twist. I, I asked him about it, and he's like, so, why'd you get that tattoo? He's like, I was, I was 18. <laughs> yeah, I was like 18, 19 years old, and my band just put out an album on a record label. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking valid. Uh, you don't have any of your album art tattooed, do you? No, no. <laughs> that might be the most exasperated no I've heard from you. <laughs> I do have like a, I don't, I don't have a tattoo to necessarily correlate with all of my podcasts. But I did. I do have One Piece and uh, Kingdom Hearts tattoos. Not quite the same, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Spider Monkey. He is up against Robin and Frankie. Yeah. I don't think and anything this... happened. Does anything happen in this episode with him, or is it just? Uh, no. This that's where it ends. Okay. He also. Uh, we do see. I believe is this one where. Yeah, this says Absalom forces Lola's anger on Nami while Perona invades the Straw Hat ship. Yeah, they Perona 
has it's just like taking shit off their ship cool and they're like there isn't any treasure but there's a ton of food so yeah they spend all the treasure on food Mm -hmm. food is treasure so then that takes us into the next episode 347 uh where we again see inupe let's let's talk some more about this penguin dog boy so does he do a lot of like i don't know kicking yeah he kicks a lot and in a strange turn of events, when, when Nami, Usopp, and Chopper are in Perona's garden... My favorite Beatles song. <laughs> they, the, the weird thing is happening where this single penguin won't try and fight these three straw hats. Strange. He refuses to kick a woman. Mm-hmm. And he loves... Nami so much, he will fight the other zombies for her. Now, they just the pe- met, though. Yeah. And uh, he that, is a that, zombie of a penguin dog. Yes. And... Strange. It, it is strange. And this behavior reminds Nami of someone. It also reminds me of someone. Who? Our good pal Sanji. Oh, Sanji. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, like, and if there's Zoro. <laughs> And if there's one thing we have learned from Sanji... He loves to kick. He loves to kick, and that the power of horny <laughs> is stronger than the power of friendship for him. Like, if Sanji was the was the most... Was, like, the main character of a shonen, like, if it, it wouldn't be, like, thanks to my friends, I was able to beat the bad guy. He'd be like, if I don't beat the bad guy, I can't smooch a hot babe. And uh-huh. then he'd win. He, 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 fuck. Oh, he gets off on justice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so that's strange then that this penguin dog is just so horny for Nami. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if that like means anything. Maybe. Maybe. But but he he does attack Usopp and Chopper. So. Oh well. There goes that. Oh. At least a little bit. Yeah, it says here that he talks about how love is a hurricane. I don't think we've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he beats up Usopp and Chopper, and then Lola is here. Yep. Surely that goes well. Uh, I like a sequence where she's on top of Absalom, and she is trying to kiss him, but he keeps dodging the kisses. There's lip imprints on the ground from how aggressively she he is kissing the ground. Mm-hmm. Which is good because it really makes it seem like if she were to connect, she would kill the man. <laughs> oh, I can only hope. <laughs> we, yeah, that's the, that's the best possible ending. She gets what she wants, and what she wants is to kill him. Uh, but anyways, Absalom is trying to stop her for the sake of his horny. <laughs> Who is the horniest person in this scene? <sighs> I think, here's the thing. Sanji is horny, and so well, Sanji's is not dog. in the scene. Inupe yeah, is. You're right. Uh, Different character. Uh, when, when you say scene, I just keep thinking just overall, because I have to compare everything to Sanji's horniness. That is the benchmark. I believe is a good... I think this is a good comparison for this penguin dog's horniness, where mm-hmm. uh, he yeah, may be very horny, but he still respects women. Now, he respects women. He's a women respecter to a fault to where it won't let him fight bad guy women. Yeah, he's like but, he's like he's like Instagram wife guy. But everyone like they are all they are all wives to him, which which for many a perspective is maybe not really respect, but 
he would not as far as I think as far as we've seen, he would not try to spy on them. He would not Surely uh, turn invisible and hold them against a wall while they're naked. True. Yeah. And there's no chance that later in this arc Sanji laments wishing he could turn invisible. <laughs> and that could never happen. He, he uh he never like physically like goes after Robin or Nami. No, no, he just uh he just wants to shower them in like his food or whatever. An affection. Get, yeah, he gets sad when he gets rejected, but he never <laughs> he would never like do do a misogyny in quite the same way. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like a it's like a different subtle like like bottom misogyny as opposed to uh gross abuser Absalom bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> he, Sanji Sanji would send people like DMs about like <laughs> how much do I have to pay you for feet pics or whatever. Wow, queen, you're beautiful. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Absalom would take the incel approach, which is, you, I said hi to you. Why aren't you marrying me? Yeah, yeah. It's the thing. It's like you you look at these two dudes DMs and like Sanji would like the first DM is gonna be like the most flowery praising thing ever. But the difference between the two of them is that Absalom would eventually respond, "You bitch," and Sanji would never yeah. do that. <laughs> never All ever. All women are queens. All women are queens, Absalom. <laughs> And Absalom says to Sanji, if she breathes, she has thought. The joke has concluded. And we move on to Absalom knocking Lola off of him. And then she accuses uh, Nami for stealing her love. But please, please, both of you are queens and he is a piece of shit. Truly. <laughs> Truly. But it says here, Inupe breaks Lola's axe. I forgot she had yeah. an axe. Yeah, she had an axe before she had samurai swords. Holy shit, I love Lola. <laughs> but he he breaks her axe because it's about to kill Nami. Mm -hmm. But he will not hurt her because she is a woman. To which Usopp responds, That meets your criteria for a woman? Which... She is a warthog. I'm assuming she, is the she, joke. I, I think... I think it's partially, I think it's the fact that she's a zombie warthog, mm -hmm. but she is still a woman. She is. Your gender does not go away when you die, apparently. No, it doesn't. And it does not go away when you become a warthog zombie. And that's kind of the last we see of Inupe. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> he won't, uh, he won't fight her, so he gets a uh, team rocket blasted off. <laughs> yeah. Well, goodbye. Anyways, Absalom kidnaps Nami. <laughs> and then Usopp and Chopper go, oh, there actually was an invisible man when Nami was taking a bath. Which, why, why would Nami lie about that? Yeah, I don't know. That seemed pretty traumatic overall. Anyways, it says Nami blasts Absalom with a thunder charge. Yeah, she like uses her uh, climb attack as a taser. Fuck yeah. You think that would make Absalom mad? But it just made him more horny. That's fucked up. It was upsetting. He like got like the flushed face and there's like light beaming down on him. I hate him. You can't you can't pivot to being a bottom now or verse <laughs> or whatever it is. You suck. You're bad. Bad man. Absolute bad. 
Fuck Absalom. That's our new uh that's our new mantra. Spandam is behind us. Definitely yeah. never have to worry about Spandam again, but Absalom now sucks. It's like I, I tweeted through our account. A- Absalom and Spandam fight to the death and whoever wins <laughs> we, we get, get to, to kill. kill. <laughs> Which I know who wins that fight. Oh yeah, <laughs> but... it would be a pretty quick fight. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's like Superman versus Batman. Does does Spandim have prep time and people he can pay to do his fighting for him? Does does Spandim have CP nine? <laughs> Patreon conversation right there. <laughs> as long as both of them die by the end, I'm not too <laughs> pressed on who wins. Uh, but Absalom, Absalom now falls in love with the person who had chased him, and Lola's is still mad. It says the animal zombies worry about the punishment Perona will lay on them, <laughs> which is good. I I also frequently worry about the punishment Perona will lay on me, and Inupe begins to feel weak. I know Absalom tries to like command them, and there's like, uh, no, you're not our boss. Perona is. Fuck you. <laughs> you yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> and uh, In- Inupe warns, no one, no one should hurt Nami. <laughs> And Absalom says, fuck is wrong with you, dog penguin zombie? Why are you not doing the thing that you're supposed to do? And uh, it says he sends, launches his right hand at the... Yeah, he uses his weird, like, projectile hand attack that he just knows how to do. Sure. That looked like, the way it looked was like an impact dial kind of thing, but he can shoot it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. Yeah. Great. Anyways, how's Nami doing? She getting away? Trying to get away. She uses Usopp and Choppers as guards for her, but she just plows right through them. And they like jump onto her and are holding on to her as she's chasing after Nami, just being like, hey, you're not going to hurt our friend. Mm-hmm. The fact that Usopp and JoJo's bizarre adventure buff Chopper is holding on to her is. Isn't doing anything to her. No. Because she's huge. She is big and strong. Let's check back in on Frankie and Robin and the terrifying monkey spider. I love the sequence. The sequence is really cool. Tell me about it. <laughs> the the monkey is like, hey, we're uh I'm the one who got your boat stuck, and you're never gonna escape. So you can't escape from us. Which Frankie like basically asks Robin if she's ready. And this is where I love the dynamic. I, I've, I've sta- I think I've stated that I like the dynamic of Frankie and Robin because they're the oldest. Yeah, of the sh- they're really, they're really good hats. together. So, like, they have that kind of connection there. Not to mention just, like, their past with Iceberg and stuff, too, mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, he uh, initiates an attack where he does a coup d'event and shoots the, uh, the bridge causing it to collapse so every all the zombies that are surrounding them and the horrific spider monkey are all falling down as robin uses her devil fruit powers to make wings out of arms hell yeah to to fly over to which they barely make it they make it onto a ledge after robin steps on frankie and he is mad i don't know why he's mad that is a privilege many people would be happy to have robin step on their face you're right yeah (laughs) As the spider monkey gets up, uh, we suddenly see Brooke fall from the sky. (laughs) 
And he's here. as he's falling, <laughs> yeah, he's here, which is weird. This is where I'm confused. Yeah, this is this is, where, as, this is where you start to be like, hold on. <laughs> and as he's falling, he goes, this bag of bones goes, hits the ground, kabone. <laughs> and then to be continued pops up. <laughs> Hell yeah. I missed to this man. Brooke is so good. He shows up, he's gone, and then you're like, I want him back. Bring him back. I missed the Bowen man. Is he in the next episode, 348? Uh, barely. Barely. <laughs> okay, okay. Is, is, hello? Is this thing hello? on? Hello? 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 Hey, hey, hi, what's up? This is, this is Ben Bathard. I don't know anymore. I need out of this fucking podcast, okay? We got, we, got, we, we, we talked about Bionicle for a very long time, and we tried mm-hmm. to stop, but then some evil force trapped us in hell and is forcing us to talk about things that start with the letter B until we die. We did Beyblade, and now we're on Batman, and it's just going to keep getting I'm, fucking I'm, worse. I am, a, I am afraid of what happens next. I haven't seen my wife in several days. Please help us. Please help please us. Oh, God, Joe. Joe, do you hear that? Oh, God. Go to the and help us. Please, God, please. No, no. no! Oh, God. Yeah, I'm looking at characters in order of appearance. He is the last one. <laughs> so I'm going to guess not much, but we'll get to that. Uh, 348, it says here it opens with Lola chasing Nami still. Yes. How's that going? Uh, she's chasing after Nami because she, no matter what, she's going to marry Absalom. Uh, Chopper and Usopp aren't able to do anything, but finally, right before Nami is about to be murdered, she says, I'm a man. I just like to cross-dress. Oh, no. And... Lola falls for it, and so does Chopper. Hmm. <laughs> and that just this poor innocent little boy Chopper, who has not been taught um about lies. No, I know he doesn't seem to understand that people would say things that aren't true, <laughs> and. He like he he freaks out and Usopp is like, "Why are you acting like that?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Nami says her her actual name is Namizo, which I guess is masculine. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they they have a conversation. Um, I don't know if it was just the uh, the way. My brain was doing this as I was watching the sequence, but it felt like her conversation with Lola, she was, like, making her voice just a little bit, like, deeper and gravelier, just a little bit. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't rewatch it. I, didn't re- I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I take uh, back everything good I've said about Thriller Park. Um, so she, she's just like, yeah, I like to cross-dress, whatever. It's just, it's just a hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. But that, this, is, as- this is how she's getting Lola on her side. She's yeah. like, I, 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 I shouldn't be getting chased by Absalom because X and Y, which is, uh... He doesn't know I'm a man. We don't have time to unpack all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the... <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. It's, 
it got a chuckle out of me when when Chopper is trying to like figure it out, and he's like, uh, "I I guess she, Nami isn't very ladylike. I've always thought she's a little masculine." He's just like trying to figure out like decomp like figure out what the fuck she just said and how it works instead of yeah. just oh she is tricking this the zombie the the, uh. the joke of chopper not understanding when people pretend is good i like <laughs> it with soga like when he uh you know is a fan of soga king yeah but i'm like eh, nah, this one's weird <laughs> as as i assume the kids say Dishing out the tea on, mm. on the situation. D dishing the goss, spilling the tea. Yeah. However, that is. I'm 92 years old, so I don't uh, understand yeah. how these kids it's, talk. <laughs> this, that's the real reason it takes uh, a month to do in single episode. <laughs> Where she's like, I, I just don't know how to prove to him I love him. And Nami just telling her, like, no, you're doing a very good job. Have you tried. Knocking him unconscious and then making him sign the papers. Jesus. Have you tried doing it while he's asleep? <laughs> uh huh. Which is, again, like weird, but Nami is taking this opportunity to take out a man who has been chasing her and harassing her. Yes. And once she, uh, I forgot to comment on this, once she realized that she was picked up by Absalom and like who he was and everything. She had that like fucked up, traumatized look on her face. Like, oh, this is the this is the person who was sexually assaulting me in the fucking shower. Yeah, and then she tased him. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad she tased him. I hope she kills him later. I hope she murders him dead. <laughs> I hope she does it twice. <laughs> I hope I hope she has him brought back as a zombie and kills him again. She uh. After I've also the the cat burglar thing comes back. I, I forgot to mention this. Uh, when Lola confronts her, she calls her the cat burglar, and Nami goes, "Hey, I haven't stolen anything yet." <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but she uh overheard about treasure in the mansion, so she's talking. Lola's like, "Oh, I I forgot my way around the castle. Can you tell me where the treasure room is?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're such a klutz. It's over here. Just go this way, right through Perona's room, and you'll be right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> get, get that paper, Nami. <laughs> Which then Lola goes off to chase after Absalom, and uh, while she's, uh, goes for, while her, Usopp, and Chopper go for that treasure. Hell yeah. Luffy's still captured. Yeah. You, you know how we usually complain about how Luffy gets, like, incapacitated for, like, long enough for the stakes to get high. Yeah. Because we do that a lot. We usually complain about that. I would say Thriller Bark's subversion of that is extremely good. But for now, he is just captured. <laughs> and he is taken to Moria's chamber. I don't think we see that yet. Uh, this is where we see Perona angry that there is no treasure on the Thousand Sunny. Uh, but I guess there's some food and money that she can steal. Yeah. Uh, and then Hildon is uh, going to call a meeting with what this says is the Mysterious Three. I believe he's referring to Hogback, Perona, and Absalom. I think you're right. But uh, it says here at this meeting he calls uh, for the birth of zombie number 900. Yeah, 899 zombies so far, but this is the 900th one. And it's the most powerful one that he has been waiting to awaken. Oh, wow. Cool. Why, I wonder why they haven't awakened it already. 
I wonder if we will find out. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Lola is still chasing Absalom. They're like on the run from Absalom some to where they they find a hiding spot within a zipper. Bruno's here. <laughs> Bruno is helping him out. It's a crossover. We've all been waiting for that. <laughs> what if there were devil fruit powers as absurd as stand powers? Because I feel like the only one that even gets really close is Blackbeard. Because it is just like gravity black hole bullshit. It's like it's it's definitely the most complicated one I think we've seen. I think I think Moria's is is drifting out there a little bit. A little too. bit. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think also, it might we be don't the, know... the next most abstract one. We also don't know how Mrs. Golden Week's powers work. Yeah, we still don't is know. She, this... Is she the King Crimson of One Piece? <laughs> Well, she's just so good at art. It's not even a power. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. She's just so good at painting that it's like a. I might have even made this comparison uh, three years ago. It's like the uh, Adeline from uh, Kirby sixty four. I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, she's this little paint. She's a little painter girl who Kirby becomes friends with, Uh and she'll like. As you go, at first she's a boss because she's corrupted by evil, and then you save her. And as you're running through a level, she'll like, if you get to a checkpoint, she'll like paint a maximum tomato and it'll pop out of her easel, and Kirby can eat it. That's fucking wild. <laughs> Anything they paint becomes real. What if there was a devil fruit that did that? <laughs> Anyways, they're hiding in the zipper. That's strange. Uh, and then, wait a minute. There's a bear with a zipper on him that's weird <laughs> that he's been hollow this whole time <laughs> yeah it is but they are inside of kumasi or kumashi depending on the spelling they're probably i mean i'm sure they're pronounced the same but I'm, i've seen it spelled multiple ways just in looking at these notes today and i do like how they stop like i don't know who's writing these summaries thank you for your service uh however Sometimes they just don't use characters' names like they're like they're trying to write creatively. So it's like the lion-faced zombie is scolded by Perona. I'm like Absalom, right? This isn't a new character. This is Absalom, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, scolded by Perona for coming into her chambers, but then there's a meeting. Hildon also reports that Brooke is on the loose. The untitled Brooke game. <laughs> you run around as a skeleton. So do you think? At the start of their acquaintanceship within Moria's crew, Perona had to uh, kick the shit out of Absalom so he'd stop like sneaking into her room and stuff. Maybe I don't know. We we've only really seen Absalom. Well, no, he did seem horny for Robin for like a second. Yeah. So I don't know if it's all women. We're two for three. Well, two for two. He doesn't like Lola. Which <laughs> is fucked up. Lola's great. I scrolled down on the the page, and it does say that she did. Uh, when Nami lied to Lola and pretended to be a guy who likes Scrusha, she altered her voice to sound like the way Bon Clay speaks. Oh no! Don't make that comparison, please. <laughs> so I love. I guess bon I wasn't Clay. imagining things. Yeah, I I completely <laughs> believe it. One Piece is historically very messy with gender. <laughs> We've been over it. Uh, typical uh, Americans we are. Yes. Uh, having legitimate criticisms for the way people are treated in media. But fuck Absalom. <laughs> fuck Turfs. Official stance of the show. Official stance of the show. And Luffy. 
probably. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, yeah, Luffy's cool with Bon Clay. I think I think if you explained a turf to Luffy, he'd be like, "I'll be their ass. I'll kill them because they don't like you for who you are." That does feel in Luffy's character. Yes, this is a conversation we will continue to have for the rest of the show. <laughs> Anyways, so Moria knows Luffy's really, really big and strong. He's gonna somehow utilize that. We don't know quite yet how. Uh, and then all this other shit's happening. Brooke is on the loose. Now we check back in on Brooke and the others. <laughs> Tara, Tararan, Tar, Tararan, the monkey spider. Yes. is uh is uh <laughs> using his webs to get up to Frankie and Robin. We get a super fun confrontation here. Frankie pulls out nunchucks. And Hell it's yeah. like, hey, hey, Robin, can you buy me some time <laughs> while, I, while I do something with these nunchucks? So she, like, sees that uh, he has uh, the, the, gl- the web glands, the hands of the spider. So she uses her power to uh, slap his eyes, causing him to put his hands on his eyes and stick his hands to his face. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Frankie comes back showing that he just made giant nunchucks by sticking the nunchucks into two giant marble columns. God, that's so good. Beats, and just beats the shit out of them. Hell yeah. So good. As soon as you said it, I like the images came back to my brain. And I haven't <laughs> I seen this so shit much. in years. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Frankie's so good. Frankie, Frankie and Robin are both joys in this arc. <laughs> Uh, at least the parts it's, that I remember. It's I forgot. Like, ab- it's, I forgot about. Uh, I forgot about drill tweet. This whole thing smacking of gender, but it <laughs> it sure does. Anyways, it says here the spider monkey monkey spider entraps the column. Uh, but then Frankie shoots him. Yeah, he just shoots him with his gun hand. And you think by now he'd be dead because he got like a bunch of strikes on him with the. With the marble column nunchucks and then shot him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. But he's real big, though. He is a zombie as well. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Zombie strengths are different. And Oh, it says here his mice admit to kidnapping the straw hats to take him to Moria? Yeah, those were like the... They gave us like a quick shot of those uh, earlier the super few rats. episodes ago. Those are also terrifying, but mm-hmm. more in just the sense of what if mice could also make webs? Yeah, that's that's and no, you know, I'm reading all these reviews about the new Joker movie. Nobody's talking about the super rats, which is easily the funniest fucking thing about that movie is that in just like every now and then in a scene, a gigantic fucking rat will run by. <laughs> and they, they they do address it once. There's like a teat like. I don't know, 30, 40 minutes into the movie, there's, like, uh, an interview on the TV, and they do, like, the, the news anchor mentions super rats. But then you just, like, see them occasionally. And I'm like, why? Is that just how much we are living in a society? Is that super, rats are And no one's talking about it, man. <laughs> the super rats are out there, and they're all like, ooh, the, the jokey man on TV. You there? You'd have to pay a lot to our Patreon to hear me review Joker on this podcast. I'll tell you what, <laughs> the jokester, the jokester, just watch King of Comedy. Uh, anyways, yeah, they're getting they're getting tied up by the webs. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's really gross. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a shot specifically where they wrap Robin up, but you, you, they make sure you see her boobs jiggle. Good! It's a shot that's just, like, her torso, and, like, she gets wrapped up and tied up, but not the, uh, not her chest. No, those are, those are free, of course. And I just, I just let out a sad sigh, because mm-hmm. do they need to do this? Robin has been through a lot. She's been through so much. <laughs> don't do this to her, please. Please don't do this to my murder mom. So, everything seems hopeless. So shit's bad. <laughs> it gets worse. And then we hear Brooke's voice singing. Which is, I have to ask you, when they, when they introduce this, do you see him? Can we, like, are you, is, there a, and there, is there an ounce of concern of what voice we're hearing? S- so Robin does notice up in like the tower area where Brooke fell from that uh Ryuma the the Brooke zombie was up there and then it like a lightning strike he's not there anymore kind of thing. So neat. Don't know if he's like ultra code switching into a completely different person or uh or there was a scuffle. Mm. It's 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 intentionally vague, and uh, Brooke is just like, okay, I'll just end this shit, and then uses the uh, the same attack that Ryoma used on uh, Chopper, Usopp, and Nami on the Spider Monkey. Hell yeah, three verse humming Aeronaut Slash. That's not a mouthful. <laughs> and this is this is neat how they're doing it too because he's showing back up to Frankie and Robin who have not seen Ryoma. Yes. So uh the, that's another part of it. The the viewer can have questions, but the straw hats, they don't know. Uh but yeah, that's how that episode ends, right? Yes. Okay, well surely it's all gonna get better from here. Brooke's gonna save the day. Uh episode three forty nine, Luffy in an emergency. <laughs> oh, so the spider monkey's not dead yet. He just says no. genuine pain. When is this motherfucker gonna die? Is it this episode? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> almost okay. immediately after. <laughs> Good, okay. So, uh, Frankie explains to Brooke that it's a zombie, and uh, it's not going to die so easily, and Brooke's like, don't worry about it, he's dead. <laughs> Zombies <laughs> have a weakness, and it's me um, <laughs> that he's identified. And then he, yeah, this is his agony becomes more violent. Yes. Explain and, uh, explain to me the t- the Terrarin dying sequence. So he has the like wide eyes dead going ah, 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 noise that happens in anime when you're about to die. Mm-hmm. Except that turns into like violent thrashing around. Cool. And uh as he's doing that, a black thing is coming out of his mouth. To oh, which no. Brooke says it's his soul returning to its master. Sure. Strange. How do how do zombies work though? How do we get zombie? Uh anyways, he's dead. The spider mice are distraught as a result. And uh Frank Frank says Frankie wants to know what happened, and Brooke says this was purification. Brooke here is a man of the Lord. Yeah, so right here is where I figured out what is going on. I, I get what's going on as soon as the the shadow leaves the spider monkey monkey spider. Okay, then you then you connect the dots. I I, I connect the Moria can take shadows. Mm-hmm. Shadows are 
a shadow was in the zombie, and there are zombies similar to our favorite pals. It's all coming together. Moria's taking the shadows and putting them into zombies to make powerful zombies for him. It all lines up. And, uh... And then Brooke explains it. Yes, Brooke explains all of it. <laughs> Brooke explains it all. And, uh... I want to see Brooke's yeah. face on a poster of Cl- Clarissa Explains It All. And, uh, it says to you that the... Oh, yeah, the mice recognize Brooke. And they warn Moria yes. about it. Because he fucked up the island five years ago. Which I do like. Yeah, so Brooke starts to explain a bit more about his history in this episode. Yeah. So uh, he he was drifting after his uh, his death. And he ended up in the Florian Triangle. He was trying to get out of it. Yeah, he was trying to find... Yeah, he was trying to find parts to repair his boat. Because the rudder didn't work. So he effectively can't control it. Yeah, and he got to Thriller Bark, and he was hoping to get out, and he did not. He got captured by zombies. <laughs> uh, it says he was brought to where he is now. Uh, a very large man, Moria, uh, took, uh, well, it says that he saw some people in front of him. Uh, it says here, a, com- a combat dancer <laughs> and, a, and a patched corpse, which they call a marionette. And then he sees the big, the big boy, Moria, take the shadow, put it in the corpse, bada bing, bada boom, you got a zombie. So I have to comment here that the subtitles on Hulu, which are the official Funimation subtitles, they call them Mario's. I'm sorry. M-A-R-I-O, to which I was very confused. And Marionette makes more sense. It's a shortening of Marionette. It's a me, a zombie. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. It's just the shadows go into them and go. Is <laughs> yeah, Mario. It's this is how uh, Cappy works in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, as he sends his shadow into people's fucking corpses. That is the strangest subtitling decision I think I've ever. Gender aside, maybe the strangest subtitling decision made in this show. Mario's. So we have to call them that from now on then, right? All zombies are Mario's? Yes. Not all Mario's are zombies, though. It's like a rectangle, square kind of thing. Yeah. Green Mario. (laughs) Zombie Mario. (laughs) Okay, well, it happened to Brooke, too. So now, now you understand how Ryuma works. Yep. But I'm even more confused about Moria's powers because when we first saw him, we get to see what he looks like now, and he looks like a fat, tall vampire caricature. I don't know, he's not. Yeah, he looks. He looks absurd. He doesn't look intimidating, really. Kind of like yeah, the sh- weird checkered pattern pants and shit. But when we first saw him, he looked like a giant Gengar, which I'm assuming is something he can do. So that's gonna make him being fought interesting. But him yeah, being able I, to I think rip when we shit first out. saw him, it was just like the way he was obscured in the darkness. But yeah, we'll see what he does later. But it makes you wonder what kind of fucking fruit does he have? Because uh, uh, well, it says here the Kage Kage no Mi, which is the shadow, 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 shadow. But like, what, what, what kind of? He uh, takes the shadow and it, and then he tells it what to do, and he puts what, it in corpse. The... Uh, usually the Mario's. He puts it in the Mario, and 
usually very strong Marios. Okay, so it's a Paramecia. Okay. Yeah, par- again, like, Paramecia is kind of a catch-all. Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, it's not it's not a direct... It's not the other two we have... It's, I, it's not the other stated. two with more defined, yeah, uh, <laughs> criteria. So, um, there, there's a lot of things that are, like... That kind of blur the lines between Logia and Paramecia. I don't. I think we've had this talk before, but I can't remember now. Regardless, this one, Paramecia, and yeah, he works with Hogbank to get these Mario's made, and uh, yeah, it combines the physical strength of the body of the Mario and the personality and skills of the Shadow, which ex- kind of. I mean, then then everything falls into place, and you're like, all right. That's why we had the weirdo with Zoro's voice and the the penguin with yeah. Sanji's voice. Yeah. And Ryuma. Like like weirder versions of their voices. I think Ryuma was more clearly just Brook, but very very similar. Zoro and yeah, Sanji there's... sounds like they're talking but also trying to do a goofy voice. Yeah, they're doing a voice. And I I like that it it really like it builds a good mystery up until this moment when it explains it all. Yeah. And like yeah, when when 100%. when when Brooke kills the monkey spider, yeah, there's enough. Like suddenly you're like, I think I know what it is, and then they confirm <laughs> it for you. Um, yeah, well paced, well done, good shit. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the explanation. But um, but yeah, Moria is after people with high bounties. Uh, they often send people after their shadows have been taken off into sea to disintegrate in the sun. And Frankie and Robin are like, oh, no, all of our friends are captured. But uh, it says here, Brooke has a plan. Brooke is the man with the plan. Robin's like, what's that plan, though? And we don't find out right away. We instead find out about the mysterious three, which is Hogback, Verona, and Absalom. My, uh, the uh, lo- the not lock, shock, and barrel who are Gioro, Nin, and Bao. Yeah, definitely not. Lock, shock, and barrel. <laughs> so Moria is gonna become the pirate king, right? That's that's what this whole show has been leading up to. That's, yes, that's what we hear in every episode. Wants. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the end of every episode, he says, "I'm gonna be king of the pirates." And Luffy says, "Hey, fuck you." He doesn't say fuck. <laughs> L- Luffy legally can't say fuck, but Luffy says, "Hey, now, <laughs> that's my gig. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna be. That's me." And I do love like. <laughs> I'm 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 doing a bit, but this wiki kind of has a similar energy because like this is maybe the only time I've seen an exclamation point in it where it's like <laughs> it says he will be the one who becomes pirate king, not Moria. <laughs> Very good. I I love when the personality really shines through in a in a in a wiki summary. This is such a long detailed. <laughs> holy shit. Anyways, Luffy yells that uh to to give give him all his friends back, and everyone's just like. Every everyone <laughs> yeah. just has their in character responses to Luffy for a little bit. I, also, it says I, here, is he still wearing the armor? Yeah, and Absalom's like, "Why are you wearing the armor?" He's like, "Why don't you understand? It's every man's dream to wear armor." <laughs> Clearly, I mean, if I could wear a suit of armor, I would. Like, <laughs> much like Luffy, I would not hesitate. <laughs> Me either. Uh, Perona's skeptical of, of whether or not he's actually a threat. I I like Moria expl- explaining his who he's captured because he pulls out the wanted posters and he's like, 
got Luffy, we got Luffy, Zoro, and yet a blonde guy in your crew, but there wasn't a wanted poster for him. It's so good. <laughs> because that's how bad the drawing is. Yeah. <laughs> Luffy's like, what are you talking about? The only blonde guy is, is Sanji. No, we didn't see Sanji. Sanji's, <laughs> Sanji's very strange looking. The blonde guy we found was pretty. <laughs> So, I don't know who that is. Uh, anyways, that continues for a bit. So Moria tells Luffy, he gives him the skinny. He's like, hey, I, yeah, I got Zoro. Got the blonde guy. We see inside of Kumashi, Nami and Chopper are and listening. Usopp. Yes. It's for some reason not mentioned in the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and he, Kumashi keeps trying to, like, say something, but then Perona's like, what the fuck? Why are you still trying to talk? You stupid bear. Please knock it off. Yeah, he's got like his, his he's wearing like a surgical mask to cover his mouth too, which is definitely a Perona decision. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like so mean to him. But yeah, so they're missing and Moria's like, hey, Perona, what's up with that? Who are the Risky Brothers? I'm sorry. I've definitely seen these zombies before. <laughs> well, she blames it on them not showing up. Uh, so people must have escaped. Uh, Kumishi is trying to be like, please, God, please. <laughs> They're inside Just of me. open me up. <laughs> uh, and she tells him to shut the fuck up. And uh, Absalom talks about the other shit that happened in the garden. And then Sindri is there to be mean to everybody. It's, it's wonderful because he's saying like, I told no one to hurt them, Hogback. You better not have done anything to her. That is my wife. Sindri's like, you will never get married. You're going to die alone. You don't deserve to be married. <laughs> God, I love Sindri so much. She's so good. I hope she threw some plates at him. <laughs> she was throwing plates at them, yes. Good, good, good. <laughs> I love her. Where he's like, I don't give a shit. Uh, we, we can worry about them because we have the most powerful one here. So let's take his shadow. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Luffy bit through his cage to That's get so out. Good. <laughs> <sighs> it's a still tied up with a spider web string. And he's still in the armor and he's just like trying to escape. So that's cool. It just uh -huh. kind of, they they chase after him for a little bit. Uh he's like trying to get out of the, the room. He's still wiggling around because he's still like wrapped up in the spider web. Absalom is gonna shoot him up front. like, no, don't do that. Uh we're inside. To which she summons her negative ghosts, the ones that go negative over and over again. Love them. And Luffy's like, that's not going to work on me this time. I remember what they do. But three of them go through him and he falls to the ground. You're like, I wish I was born as a sea cucumber. F in the chat for our <laughs> negative rubber boy. And uh, Absalom's like, damn, shit. <laughs> yeah. He just bit himself out of a fucking cage and you turned him into a baby. <laughs> That's terrifying. So it says we, we cut ahead to Luffy. His armor's off, unfortunately. But he is tied up, and he's hanging from the ceiling, and Mori is there. And I just, I, I, I'm getting a bad feeling about this. Yeah, it's, it's a very drawn-out sequence where he picks up Luffy, is hold him in, holding him up, like, stretches out his shadow. Luffy is, like, screaming at him to leave his shadow alone. It's a giant pair of scissors, and it, like, takes a few minutes for him to snip through there. Luffy's knocked unconscious, and, uh, 
Damn. He has the three million belly bounty shadow. Damn. So I almost considered making this where we left off, just because it seems like such a dour cliffhanger. Uh, but the thing is, it doesn't stop there. Because in the next episode, we start to figure out where Moria might be putting that shadow. So let's talk about that. <laughs> Moria, <laughs> Moria's going to take a trip down to his old freezer. Yep. Where, uh, where he might be keeping something special. And he's like, this is the one. This is what's going to help me get power in the new world. We heard that before, didn't we? And he's getting down to uh, the number 900 zombie hogbacks talking about how it was preserved uh, and how big of a deal it is. But uh, we get down to that freezer and we see a motherfucker named, well, what does your subtitle say? For which one? The, the big boy, the big zombie boy. Ors. Ors. Okay. In some subtitles, it's Oz. Okay. Which is I definitely just a how it's pronounced thing. Um, but all this also says ors. If I use both interchangeably, that's why. <laughs> he's also called Oz sometimes. So it was OZ. But uh, <laughs> he's in there in the freezer and oh man, is he a big boy. He is a giant. Literally. <laughs> like actually a giant. He seems kind of big he for is- a giant. He seems big for a giant. He was the only berserker to be called a devil. Mm. Cool. It's uh it's horrifying. But also knowing what we know about how the shadows influence a zombie, I cannot uh, immediately I think that's not going to go well for anyone if you put Luffy's personality into a giant. That's not going to end well for anyone. It's not going to go how you want it to. No. No. <laughs> well, I guess they're going to find out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to, or Absalom orders Luffy's body to be, uh, you know, sent out. And then he hears about the monkey spider being defeated by Brooke. And we see Brooke, who is uh, trying to get Frankie and Robin back to the Thousand Sunny. Because um, he's like, even if y'all don't have shadows... You can be alive. But, uh, and they, it says here they learn that Moria intends to leave the Thousand Sunny adrift with the bodies of the victims. Um, and the two of them must not lose their shadows so they can wake up the, the ones without. He, he gives them some salt to purify the zombies. This is, this yeah. is the secret ingredient. Yeah. Which he explains. It, it almost seems it too is, simple. Yeah, the way he explains it also makes sense in the universe. I just thought it was like a supernatural thing. Salt is used to purify. Uh, I think it, I think it has that as kind of like mysticism to it because it's how we like cure meats and stuff. But Brooke is like, no, because uh, salt water, so it has the power of the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it it nullifies pa- uh, the devil fruit powers in a way. So which that makes sense. Yeah, much much like how it- Luffy just needed some water. <laughs> To beat crocodile. Yeah. It's just, hey, it's a devil fruit. Never forget. <laughs> just drown him. <laughs> Which, uh... Do, we, do, you think, do you think Bruce Willis and Unbreakable just had a devil fruit that made him real strong? Because his weakness <laughs> is just water. Yes. M. Night Shyamalan is a big One Piece fan. Clearly. I mean, Unbreakable he came out a- in 99, so, I mean, he could have been technically inspired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not seawater though. He almost just drowns in a fucking pool in that movie. <laughs> such a such a strange series of movies. 
that man you has gotta made. You got to take some creative liberties. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he ate the Buff Buff fruit. <laughs> or the Bruce Bruce fruit. I don't know. He's just a strong oh. man. Bruce Willis, not the character in Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Absolutely not. Uh, anyways, Brooke has given them all this information, this salt, and he's like, all right, I'm going to get my shadow back now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to do that. And he leaves them. Oh, uh, Frankie, he goes to leave them. Yeah, Frankie goes, hey, before you go, you got to tell me something. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to find out immediately what he asked Brooke about. But when we when we get them, uh, when we cut back to Frankie and Robin later, Frankie's crying about how such a great, great of a guy that Brooke is. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, Sure, can't wait to find out. Yeah. They have to, they need to get back to the Thousand Sunny because that's where they put, the way that Morio does his thing is he takes their shadows and puts them into zombies and then sends them off to sea in the, uh, whatever that, the, the not Bermuda Triangle because. Uh, yeah, the Florian Triangle. Yeah, Florian Triangle, where if, where, as we saw, it's just constantly dark there. There's no real sunlight. The opposite of Inus Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> and that's important because if you die, the zombie will die too. Your shadow's gone when you die. Brooke explains that. So that's why they need to keep you alive instead of just killing you after taking your shadow. Mm-hmm. So they need to go wake everyone up because they're still alive and they can still fight. So they got to be awake to... We need Luffy to save the day is what Brooke is implying. <laughs> yeah, Luffy's still going to be really strong is the thing yeah after we, we we cut away from that when he's like i'm gonna go beat up ryuma hogback is upset about how this worked with the zombies uh Perona's interested in it and then we uh that's when we start to see uh moria getting out uh oars the, the number 900 and luffy is left on the ship yeah we see some other zombies shocked by monkey spiders defeat jagoro Zoro zombie is stoked on killing everyone. Uh, then we cut back to Frankie crying profusely <laughs> about uh, Brooks, whatever Brooks said. Uh, and uh, we see Brooke going, where is he? When he, it says, it just says he's cutting up some zombies. Yeah, he's just running through the mansion. He's like cutting through the zombies. Like, oh, I, I gotta get my shadow back. Mm-hmm. He's going. I'm not going to lose this time. Yeah. Yes, as he thinks about his last battle where he did lose. Yes. And then we learn a bit more about Oris. Oris Moria. Uh, or, I don't know if he's explaining or learning, but... Yeah, he's just kind of, like, explaining about uh, what he is and how he's going to be a great asset to him. The Continent Puller. Yeah, it's a terrifying way to describe him. He whom's to pull a continent... And it says he made a country of criminals. Poof. Moria sees the lifeless oars, and they're like, all right, shit, time to put a Luffy in him. <laughs> this will only go well. Only. Only. Uh, this next episode, Awakening After 500 Years, Oars Revives. That happens. That's the <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says, um, no matter how the shadow of Luffy struggles, Moria holds the shadow and makes it swear loyalty. Yeah, it looks like anti-Sora shaking around in his hand. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely has that <laughs> same sort of like aesthetic of just a like pure shadow being, but like in the shape of Luffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it happens. Luffy's shadow <laughs> goes into oars and the giant monster begins to feel new life and break the chains binding it and uh the group of N- Nami and and the rest inside of the bear are I guess watching and they are yeah they they're like leading out of the bear so we know that they're and they scream in terror and fall out of him uh alerting everyone to their location right <laughs> that they're there and no one's like eight there's like what what the fuck are they doing here mhm <laughs> yeah it says they're noticed by Absalom and Perona it's like oh shit fuck Probably good for Absalom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says, uh, Ors drops an ice block hitting Dr. Hogback. Uh, good. And... It's, it's really funny because the, like, ice block falls and Sindri is standing next to him. And she, like, slides out of frame. Hogback gets hit and she slides back into frame. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's such a great visual. And, and here's exactly what we expected. Ors yells for meat. <laughs> That's, I knew exactly what he'd do as soon as he woke up was yell for food. And then he yells specifically for Sanji to bring him food. Yeah. Yeah, it says it, it, he yells so loud. Everyone hears it. The the ask for meat heard around the world. <laughs> so it's just, this is a very good, just Chopper realizes that Dr. Hogback is the one making zombies. And it's like, all right, I feel like we've been over this. Yeah. Uh, well, what he, uh, I think he... He also puts together the shadow stuff. Yeah, I think that, that what he is, is they're, like, running away, and he's putting together, like, all of the things he said in respect of Dr. Hogback. And in a weird, like, cold scientist way that Chopper obviously inherited from the witch lady, is he's, like, he, he has that crushing feeling, like, if you lie to a child and tell them Santa isn't real. Yeah. Chopper has that feeling he he's going through is like he's a liar. He doesn't value human life. He cheated to get the, the results he claimed he was getting. He wasn't resurrecting anything. He was just using someone else's powers to make himself look good. Yeah. I don't know how good he looked. He did end up exiled on the spooky boat. Yeah, well <laughs> to to how Chopper viewed him anyway. Yeah, he was he was bragging about like, yeah, I know I can bring people back to life. Super cool. Anyways, they're trying to, uh, that, that's, that, that's happening. And this is somehow like less terrifying than what we thought he was doing at the beginning of the arc. Like, I don't know why taking someone's shadow and putting it into it is a little bit less scary than like resurrecting bodies from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. It's like, it, it's really set up as a mystery for a few episodes. Yeah. Um, but then they try to escape and it doesn't work out great. Mm. No, uh, Absalom catches up to them and sets Usopp and Chopper on fire. Cool. <laughs> Love it. And, and picks up Nami to uh, abduct her for marriage. Hate it. Usopp pulls off a very familiar weapon that looks a lot like something uh, our pal Soka King had. Huh. Chopper goes... Wow, that's a really cool weapon, Usopp. Wait, why does Usopp have that? It's because they're best friends. Yeah, I think that's a nice little touch that Chopper's like, hmm, he has the same thing as Soga King. 
they do truly know each other. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like it's, there, there's a subplot in Shazam where they, uh, the the kid that doesn't have powers is trying to convince everyone he's friends with the superhero because it's his like friend who has it <laughs> and just turns into the adult <laughs> man. It's like I could probably get you know him to show up at like lunch tomorrow, but my friend Billy here won't be able to join us. Don't ask why. <laughs> it's much like that. Usopp has to shout Soga King to turn into Soga King. Well, so well when he does that, um, Soga King like transports in and transports Usopp somewhere safe. Yeah, yeah, it's two distinct people. Yes, definitely. <laughs> he he tries to shoot uh Absalom with the Viper Star Six, but um Absalom and Nami disappear because he can turn invisible. But when he's holding Nami, she also turns invisible. Huh. And then uh, tons and tons of zombies pop up and we get a scooby-doo chase scene with usopp and chopper running away from zombies for a while that's really good it it ends when it seems like all hope is lost when suddenly we hear frankie and robin and robin does exactly what i was wanting her to do as soon as i found out how you beat the zombies i was wanting her to use her devil fruit power to make arms on these zombies rip open their mouth and throw salt in their mouth and that's what she does hell yeah <laughs> they're they're not able to save nami just yet but it we do get a nice heartwarming reuniting through robbie and Fra- robin and frankie and chopper and usopp and frankie calls uh chopper and usopp his swarm his sworn little brothers yeah which is very sweet good happy family <laughs> But yeah, it sucks that Nami is going to stay captured a little bit longer. And then in this next episode, really good title on this one. Conviction strong enough to beg for one's life. Brooke protects his afro. I do like how important the afro is to him. Yeah, I was... At first I was like, that's a good trait. And then I, I crafted my own reasoning in my head. And then when they explain why... Uh, the reasoning comes out of my head through my eyeballs as water. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is no big deal. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just be like that. So Brooke is running through that mansion again. He's going to confront Ryuma and he's just waiting there. And they talk, they, and they talk for a little while. Yeah. Brooke is going to get a shadow back. He's determined. Ryuma's a dragon slaying swordsman, which is uh, now, dragons that's aren't kind real. of part of his name because Ryu is dragon. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Brooke says he has gotten stronger in the fa- five years that he has been gone. I do like this here where it says that uh, his shadow will return to his rightful position under his feet. Yeah, that's where it's supposed to go. It's just a good exchange. <laughs> you belong underneath my feet. Yes. And uh, also to be a corpse again, an empty, lifeless corpse. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, so after that, we see um, more zombies are, are shocked that uh, their weakness was revealed and um, stating that despite not being able to die as their catchphrase, it is useless if they are terrified of being destroyed. Great. <laughs> Love it. So now the, I don't know what to call this group now. Robin, Frankie, Usopp, and Chopper. It's a happy family right here. This is mom, dad. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and Usopp and, and Chopper. It's mom, dad, son, and the family pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice nuclear family. Yeah. Ugh, but they are. This is. I mean, this is so close to being Mystery Inc. At this point, it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is just Scooby Doo. <laughs> Who's they, they need like one to- more. I guess it would be Nami. This is this is if Daphne got captured. I think. Yeah. <laughs> going on the stairs nami isn't safe of, from dying she's just going to have to get married to that horrifying uh disgusting awful character fate worse than death. Every, every character every arc from now on has to have a character that's just unredeemable and a horrible piece of shit but also is not cool in any way like like luchi he sucks in every single way his whole backstory is i love government <laughs> but but at least he's like cool and strong versus Spandam who's just a worthless piece of shit <laughs> who can't do anything right. Yeah, who, human failure. Spandam. <laughs> Frankie is uh explaining to them that hey, we have to go get to the to Thousand Sunny. That's where Zoro, Sanji and Luffy are. And once we wake them up, we mm-hmm. can go and get their shadows back. Save Nami, get Brooke's shadow back, save the day, go on and find the One Piece. And it's just that easy. Yeah. And the Usopp, the, they also relate to them that Brooke explained how to feed him, which is salt. She got to make him really mad in a video game. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, uh, they, Robin... Robin says to them that they like got to their location by uh they heard the tremendous roar, so they're like, well, a loud noise. That's probably where something is going on, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Usopp is like, uh, kind of Luffy. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, we don't have time right now. <laughs> and then we get to see. Uh, just be giant Luffy. He's basically. just big Luffy. <laughs> like bigger Luke. There's bigger Luffy. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Luffy with two U's. The the, the bigger Luffy theory. <laughs> God, aren't you a little short for Pirate King? <laughs> so, uh, the the hordes of zombies are bringing him food, while uh. He just he just needs more and more food to which they go to like get the special reserves of food. Uh which Sindri wants them she brings up the emergency food because she wants everyone else to starve to death and die. Oh. <laughs> which is why she doesn't care if Hogback uh doesn't have any food because then he'll be dead. Yeah. Win-win situation. So they like bring back a bunch of food. And Sindri goes, hey, one of those salt, salted fish. So when he eats that, his, his shadow's going to be out and I'm going to love it because it sucks for you guys. <laughs> and the uh, not lock, shock and barrel. Uh, there's a sequence of them trying to get it from him and give him new, better food. They like he, they're holding on to this giant fish. He puts it in his mouth. They pick it up and jump out of his mouth. And then before he can like attack them for taking his food. He, they just give him something else to eat. <laughs> as long as there's food in front of him, he's fine. Yes. Uh, so surely this is just the rest of the show now. 
is yeah there it's just, just now uh, a, a show where ors eats food yeah it's what's what are those videos called on youtube mukbang where people eat tons of food i have no idea i've seen people on my timeline talk about it recently and it's uh at first i was reluctant to google what it meant because i thought it was going to be some horrifying sinful thing but it's just people eating a bunch of food oh which is that is that is truly sinful as it is gluttony but <laughs> does he calls moria a leak guy does he look like a leak vaguely okay the thing is moria's like no you're supposed to be my servant so i so that's what you're made to do so you're gonna follow me he goes no I, do I have a dream, and it's gonna be king of the pirates. <laughs> do you, what if that was just the rest of the show, but Luffy was just very big? <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> the, sh- the show is unchanged except for the fact that Luffy is now in the body of Oars. <laughs> uh, but Moria's like, hey, I'll give you as much food as you want, but you gotta do what I'm telling you to do. He breaks out of the building where he breaks free of his chains and uh, breaks out of the wall to which uh, he go he does a, a gum gum pistol, but his arm doesn't stretch. And he's like, that's weird. But oh, well, I'm still going to be Pirate King as a giant zombie man. <laughs> Hell yeah. So he is he is running free a Coheed song that for some reason they still play. Is it like 20 years old? No, not really. It was just a single off of like their fourth record. But that's like mm-hmm. the one that like, it's like, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's just a weird, like, it's a weird pull for me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So then Ryuma and Brooke are, Ryuma is uh, mocking Brooke, saying that uh, he will, it, this fight will end with Brooke begging for his life while shouting for uh, Ryuma not to touch his afro. Yeah. Like Which last time. It's a sad way to go. Yeah. But uh, Brooke says, no, this time I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And I know how to purify you with the salt. And I do love this story. It says he's he overheard zombies talk about someone who accidentally ate some fish wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, clearly it's salt. Well, no. At first he thought it was fish. Oh, does it? Because <laughs> they, they showed him confronting uh, Hogback, and he's like, I know their weakness. It's fish, as he's holding a sword to his neck. He's like, uh, fish doesn't do anything, but salt does. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, ah, then I actually know your weakness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. And uh, the humming comes from a, because he's terrified of zombies, so he hums to make himself not scared, which is really funny. Like. We, we we got that aspect of Brooke right away when we met him. He's a skeleton, but he's scared of ghosts. Like, yeah, that's the whole joke. But it's it's incredibly good. It's really good. Yeah, he he is a spooky monster that is terrified of spooky monsters. Mm-hmm. So it says here, it says here the survivors the survivors became terrified and begged Absalom to do something about the skeleton, and he's I think that was when he was running up the or when he was like de- determined. Yeah, to uh, to take back his shadow, but now he is he is fighting Ryuma, but he oh this is this is just about the last fight. Yeah, so they're fighting and he's like making fun of his afro, and like telling him to get rid of it, but Brooke 
says it's important to him because it'll never grow back. To which yeah. my first thought was, oh, this is the last bit of humanity Brooke is able to hold on to. It's important to him because it's a reminder of his not-skeleton life. His life yeah. of being human being and alive. Uh, has strong roots. <laughs> but instead, I, do, I find out that I was kind of right. But I was also uh, proven wrong in an incredibly heart-wrenching way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's just call- uh, Ryuma is calling him a joke as they battle it out. But Brooke is uh, defeated and cornered up against a tree and, re- and just begs him like, Hey, don't kill me. I'll leave this island right now. And Rima lets him because he's like, if I kill you, I'm dead, so. <laughs> yeah, I need you to stay alive or else your shadow is, is useless. Yeah. So that was five years ago. And yes. now he's, he's much stronger. He's been working out. He's, uh, his, yep. his bones are getting buffer. <laughs> we don't see any more of that fight now. Uh, but Absalom is bringing Nami to a, uh, to a room to prepare for their wedding. It's interesting him in contrast with Lola, where she's like, you have to marry me. You have to sign these papers. And he's like focused on the ceremony thing. Like he's like, no, I'm going to put you in a dress and we're going to stay. I never thought of that at an altar. I was too busy being horrified by the whole sequence. <laughs> and that's valid. He's he's <laughs> he's a piece of shit. But it is very strange that he's not doing her method, which would be faster. Yeah. Anyways, he's got he needs to get Nami in a dress and and then um the zombies say cool and then the episode ends. And then we go to three fifty three about the man's oath and the friend who waits under a faraway sky. Hmm. <sighs> Wonder who that could be. Don't know. Hmm. <laughs> There's uh some trivia here. There's two two zombies talking about Nami's measurements. Which have been confirmed, unfortunately, that hey, hey, why would you ask Oda what her measurements are? I mean, I know why, but you're all trash. Also, it says this scene is not in the manga, so this was added for the anime, the the measurement scene. Great. Anyways, <laughs> the episode starts with Robin, Frankie, Usopp, and Chopper. Our good nuclear family uh, going back to the Thousand Sunny. And they went to get their missing crewmates aboard the ship. And Frankie asks Usopp now about oars, which uh, they saw Usopp had seen them come back to life. And um, yes, yeah. Does he explain anything else about it? Uh, he just not really. <laughs> oh, OK, he says that, hey, Luffy's shadow got taken. So uh, we're going to have to deal with that when they get to the sunny. The ship is like all fucked up and like everything's taken off of it pretty much except for the small mom's food and like furniture and stuff is still there mm-hmm. the real treasure is their friendship <laughs> that's true they um they're looking around trying to find them and they're like oh well if they're in sunlight they'll disintegrate so they're probably going to be held in a room because the sunlight won't be in there so they go into the dining hall to they find them in ridiculous goofy poses unconscious <laughs> with the like the 
I think it's Sanji has the chopsticks in his mouth that are go- in his nose that are going into his mouth for like the weird face because that's a thing that you see mm-hmm. in anime a lot. I don't know if real people do it. I assume so. It has to come from somewhere. Surely. <laughs> but they're all knocked unconscious. But Usopp yells in the subs re- for what I was watching. There's a hot swordsman with a ton of meat to which Luffy wakes up going meat. Zoro goes swordsman and Sanji goes hot (laughs) so the power of hunger the power of masculinity and the power of horny are able to wake them up Mm -hmm. truly truly the the strongest forces that bring us all together (laughs) I'm excited for Luffy to confront Blackbeard and not have any idea who he is but in a passing encounter at some point, Blackbeard took some food from him, and that's why he fights him. Mm-hmm. I can only presume that's why he would want to fight Blackbeard. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> he seems kind of bad. <laughs> um, back in the castle, uh, Nami is getting sized up for a wedding dress. And yeah, the sequence sucks. The sequence sucks, I believe you. I didn't I haven't seen it recently. Um, but I am sure it's bad. And the it says the zombie returns with a dress, puts it next to her, and um oh, I guess they notice that Absalom is there despite use despite being invisible and they force him to leave anyway. Yeah, but not only that, but there's two there's two paintings on the wall that are like being creepy about how excited they are to see Nami naked. Oh no. But the weird zombie thing that's going to put her in the dress has the courtesy, at least, to make sure he's the only one who sees her naked. Uh, he, like, he like whips the uh, paintings in the eyes with the measuring tape and tells Absalom to leave. Huh. Ah. Alright. We don't have it's time to funny. unpack that. <laughs> funny. No. Funny, because... Because, um... Because women... That's it. Because, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, typical americans fearing sex uh, i'm terrified of it yeah, it's scary scary <laughs> anyways um <laughs> luffy zora and sanji are uh back to being the strongest three people in the show and they're like all right let's learn let's learn. nami's kidnapped one shadow stolen two this is, uh three uh more mori is a shishibukai Four. And also, that's not new information, I don't think, but... It's not for most of them. I, I, I don't think it's too much new information, but when that information was revealed, both Chopper and Usopp have lost any sort of motivation they had, and they're, like, on the ground mm-hmm. crying because they didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, Frankie says, you know, I asked Brooke why he keeps going. Hmm. <laughs> And you know what Brooke said? Now, 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 the thing about Brooke, Brooke here in this story of Frankie and Robin, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. This is just a story they're hearing from a, a walking skeleton. For the first time. And it's so, it's so pure, right? But Brooke mentions... So he doesn't say... Here's how, how it goes. Yeah, deli- deliver it, it to the me the, in, in, in the way that he does. He goes... Brooke is like... A long time ago, my crew and I, we had to abandon a crew member. We, we couldn't bring him along with us, and he viewed it as abandoning us. 
We told him, but we told him we'd be back. It's been about 50 years since my crew and I died, but it's what keeps me going. And Frankie is just like, hey, man, uh, he's probably dead. <laughs> uh, Brooke's like, no, you do not have the right to tell me that. I will, I will, I am determined to say, to, to return to him and meet up with him again. Whether or not he's dead, that's not important until I go and see him once again. And after he explains all this, he said, they're like, so who is it? What's special about him? He's like, it was a whale named Laboon. Laboon. And then immediately I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) What a payoff. (laughs) What a payoff seven years later. That's (laughs) unreal. I love this shit. You know, One Piece is good. One Piece is fantastic. And, of course, this story affects, uh, that's why Frankie is happy, like, loves the story and is, like, crying, because it's such a heartwarming, touching story of camaraderie. Yeah, just by itself. That's definitely what, like, speaks to Frankie. So he's already affected by it. And then after explaining it to, to him, we get that look on everyone's faces, and Usopp's like, oh yeah, Chopper wasn't there for that. Oh. Oh man, we see everyone remembering it, and Luffy's like, I know who he's talking about. So Brooke's going to join our crew, right, guys? We I made a promise to that same whale. So I made Brooke the is same joining promise. our crew. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's just it's an instant like for anyone who was on the fence of having Brooke join, like Frankie was like, I didn't want him to join at first. I thought he was just a weird guy and Luffy was being a dumb idiot. <laughs> but now I respect this this bag of bones, as he calls Brooke. I, I like L- Luffy being like, hey, Brooke is definitely joining our crew. Any objections? And Robin responds with, if we did, would that stop you anyways? And he just has a big smile on his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Luffy's already going to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he made seven years ago. And... They're already, like, he already knows, he knows that promise because he made that same promise. Mm-hmm. And that's where it ends. And when this, when they had revealed this to me, I immediately realized when One Piece ends, it's going to take a while for it to end, end. Because as we saw with, like, Eni's Lobby, there was an arc that was just, wrapping shit up and getting on to the next journey part of any lobby yeah like on the episode guide it's post any lobby so they're they're going to have like a multiple chapter or multiple episode epilogue of stuff because i have a feeling not only will we they'll probably they probably won't give us like a whole like huge thing dedicated to going back and seeing laboon and stuff but i do have i, a feeling I would with expect how- there would be a there's gonna be some <laughs> laboon fan service yeah, but I, I definitely think that when we get, when it gets to the end of a whole everything, there will be a lot of time spent, uh, whether it's chapters in the manga or episodes in the show, of Luffy, like, either meeting people that he said he'd see again, or, like, just finding out what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure we'll find out, like, even if it's another time skip after he finds in, like, what's happened post-Luffy finding the treasure. Yeah. We'll find out what's going on in Alabaster with Vivi taking over and, like, everything like that. Like, we will definitely get that and not in a, like, credit sequence. Like, we see Vivi and she looks older in 
a queenly outfit looking up and like seeing something that re- reminds her of Luffy or something. We'll get like a full wrap up conclusion to an, an all entire these arcs two hour movie just about what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's the thing they keep setting these... shit up and it like you don't even know the half of that scale yet. <laughs> but like for for me, I have to wonder like how much of it's going to be tied into how it actually ends. Like, because like there's a lot of characters that I'm like they potentially could just be present in the in the big final act. And there's a lot of theories that do kind of tie Reverse Mountain back into everything in a weird way. So mm. I won't get into it now. But <laughs> if that is true, a Laboon would be there. My favorite straw hat, Laboon. I still haven't gotten a Laboon plushie. I've been wanting one for a long time. Should uh should add him to the collection. Anyways, <laughs> um, there is then this uh this last episode here for this for this podcast ep 354 uh we will definitely meet again brooke in the cape of the promise which yes. is pretty much just frankie retelling brooke's story right so um it's it's a it's a mixture of a recap like the end of the last episode had a little bit of recap of when he brings up laboon to them mm-hmm. uh we get that we get like snapshots of like luffy interacting with laboon but this one had a little bit more recap in that way, but it also had um, Brooke having his side of his, like, interactions with Laboon and everything. They, uh, talking about it, it's, uh, like, they, they show Sanji's like, hey, your friends are probably dead. But, of course, similar to uh, Brooke's response to Frankie, that was kind of Laboon's response. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I think I've commented on this before, uh, last time we had, like, flashbackish episodes. Uh, I do like how, when cut back to 300 episodes ago, everyone, like, especially Nami and Sanji, look younger. Yeah, yeah, the style slowly gets tweaked over time. Um, kind of just, like, from arc to arc, in, in a way. But, uh, they, they just have their, like, um, with Luffy and them uh interacting with loon and painting the the straw hat logo on him and telling him hey stop ramming into the mountain because i need you to be back so we can continue our fight and while uh ryuma is fighting with brook brook reveals why his afro is so important for him oh no because he's he like as he's going through he's like laboon you're not going, he's probably not even going to remember me. If he does, he's not going to be able to recognize me as I'm, don't have my skin, I'm just a skeleton. And he apologizes that he let all of Laboon's friends die. It's on him. It get, he no, he I does don't, a flashback. That seems like a bit of a stretch, but I guess we'll dig into that <laughs> at a different time. <laughs> he has a, he has a flashback to like, he he says that, the crew said his afro resembled Laboon. And then we have a flashback of this cute little baby Laboon in the ocean. I love baby Laboon. Uh, dancing along to Brooke playing his his fiddle and making music. And they're all laughing. And one of the crew members is like, hey, they those two look just alike. And it just kills me inside. <laughs> uh-huh. The sadness <laughs> takes over. You become one with the despair. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's good. Good episode. 
Uh, is that's that's and that's really it then, right? Just that story mixed in with the flashbacks. Yeah, and also uh, Sanji goes Super Saiyan, hearing about how Absalom is going to get married to Nami. Oh, sure, right. <laughs> He's the ultimate woman respecter. He's logged on. <laughs> He's like has like a fire aura around him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Luffy's like, all right, I gotta tell Brooke that Laboon is okay, and. Yeah. He's going to join my crew, and we're all going to go back to see Laboon together. <laughs> Me too, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, um, I'm sure with that uh, in your pocket, it <laughs> won't be hard to convince you to watch more of this show. <laughs> see more of Brooke in action. Can't wait. I love the skeleton man. He's a good skeleton man. Well, I don't know how much we'll watch next time, but we will figure that out. There's a lot of things getting edited on this fucking wiki right now. Like, every time I switch pages, it says the recent activity, like, completely shifts into something else. <laughs> Multiple different articles for the same thing, but under different names, depending on how it's fucking localized. Oh! You know, uh, like, Raftel? Apparently, uh, it's called Laugh Tale in uh, hmm. a recent dub. I think, yeah, it's, it's the first time it's uh, romanized and stampede, so... I guess you'll hear me talk about that later. <laughs> well, that's the episode, then. How do you feel? All right. I feel good. Feel good? Think about uh, Skeleton Man and uh, his old whale friend? Skeleton Man and the Whale. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, childhood fairy tale. Yep. My favorite. My favorite DC comic book. <laughs> We're going to get more uh, more spooky island adventures next time, then. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see more of Perona, for sure. I don't know. I guess we'll. I guess it'll depend on where we we cut it off on how much we see. But I will mm-hmm. a, after we plug some stuff. I get to ask Jory what they think's gonna happen next time, um, <laughs> and we put it after the plugs, so I make you listen to them or at least skip through them. But I assure you, just listening's easier because you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> skip like you're gonna skip like in the middle of it, and you're gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta go back like another. Ugh. Yeah, it's such a chore. It is. Anyways. Where are you on Twitter? Jory. Or on uh, uh, on the I'm, internet. I guess I shouldn't presume Twitter. I'm on... I'm unfortunately on Twitter. <laughs> I've been bound to... My soul has been bound to Twitter. F. By an ancient force. Find me at Twitter. Uh, at no, I'm Jory. It's uh, where tweeting about all sorts of stuff. Whether it's video games. Or uh, Buff Corel retweets. Thank God. Uh... If if you like if you like Jory and you want more Jory, that's where you can get Prime Jory Experience. It's on Twitter.com. If you also like Jory and you want to listen to Jory talk about things in an audio format instead of reading uh, my my stream of consciousness, you can uh, listen to me talk about King of the Hill right here on the Orange Groves. This is the first episode we've recorded where it's actually oh, just out out. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised Where? when you didn't plug uh, wrestling, <laughs> and I was like, "Is that because wrestling sucks now?" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's partially it. Um, also, we have no clue how the fuck we're gonna record that because uh, the main wrestling things are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then there's usually stuff on the weekend. So I don't know what would be a good time to record and put stuff up. So <laughs> I can't I can't say the for sure when that's podcasting. gonna work. <laughs> But uh, you can listen to all of season one of Citizen Hank, where I get everyone to 
listen to me yell at them about how good King of the Hill is. Because it is the Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms, and you cannot tell me otherwise. I'm on two episodes. Joe is on two episodes. Hell yeah. We've got, got tons of great people on there. It's all it's, it's worth a listen. It's uh, If you ever saw King of the Hill exist, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if that's good. It is. <laughs> listen to Jory say yes for 50 minutes. <laughs> 50 minutes an episode, except for the last one, which is like... An hour and 20 minutes. It makes sense. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J. Oh. <laughs> and I tweet about various things, uh, including sometimes when podcasts I make come out, uh, such as Nervous Rex, a podcast where I talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion every other Thursday with my friend Chris, who has not watched it before making the show. So it's kind of like this, but sadder. <laughs> yeah. Much sadder. More robots, much sadder. <laughs> Both of these shows have sadness and robots, but I assure you. <laughs> but yeah, it's Nervous Rex. You can find it on the same network as this show and the aforementioned Citizen Hank at theorangegroves.com. We've had a ton of shows join the network since the last time we recorded, uh, including Citizen Hank, uh, but also LGB Time Machine, which is a queer history show and it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast uh which you should check out i think by the time uh maybe by the time this is out i don't know when you're planning on having this posted but i think the episode i did with it's all been done with marn of argonauts and caitlin of sugar we're going down podcasting yeah it's a big old party three of us were on there yeah i was <laughs> i was gonna make a joke that i wasn't invited but i was i was just busy <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh pretty much everyone was invited um but yeah i'm, I'm stoked yeah. to hear that um that shows out every tuesday so it's gotta it's gotta be one of them it's this month though yeah uh, but yeah you can go check that out at theorangegroves.com just just pick a show they're all good thank you to our patrons for the month of october adam andrew Clueless Wanderer, Damian, Gordon, Jay Harkins, Kat, Kyle Grant, Martin, Peter, Riki, and Steven. Thanks again so much for supporting the Patreon. I should have said that like it was the end of the sentence because it was. Thank you. I think that's all the stuff we plug. Thanks to all the people who support us on Patreon. I hope you all are liking the commentary tracks. Um, they're also getting uh, these episodes a few days early. Uh, so I, I just upload it and then i schedule it in the public feed for like two or three days later yeah it's nice it uh <laughs> it's cool to know that people like the show yeah even though we drag on all the reviews we've gotten on itunes <laughs> there are good there are nice ones there are more nice ones but i just it's just really funny to make fun of the the, the sex fearing one but i think that's i think that's all the stuff there is to plug that i can think of so jory what is gonna happen next time on our good old show called one piece well we know that luffy has to get a shadow back we know that everyone has to get their shadow back but here's what i think is gonna happen i think of course they're gonna defeat moria and win and continue on but i think that luffy he's going to meet himself and be like Wow, we are just alike. Will you join my crew? <laughs> and then from then on, uh, I assume this has to be true because you imagine I, I know, two I, Luffy's. There's one of them bigger. 
And what he does is he uses Bigger Luffy as a shield from the sunlight. So he's always in Bigger Luffy's shadow, so he doesn't ever die. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll find out how much of it's true uh, <laughs> next time on We Are Watching One Piece. And until then, to be continued. To be continued. I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah. of them. Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely. Didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell! Why? Well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy, grab your tongue, grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Born on a pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it.